Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Not On This Occasion, the Formula One podcast. If this is your first episode, which it may very well be. I told my grandma about this podcast, so this, if Hi, it grandma. works, if it works, this <laughs> might be the the first the first uh, one she listens to. Grandma. You should, like, introduce yourself first. Ah, fuck. Because your grandma doesn't know who you are. All right, grandma. I'm Noel. <laughs> and I'm Delaney. And this is our podcast. Welcome. All right. So the fun fact for those episodes. The, the fun fact for today is I don't know if Delaney might know this, but um, this is just for the the young kids out there who just started watching F1 recently. Only you freaking Drive to Survive fans. No, I'm just kidding. We don't get keep here. Well, um, maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, but little fun fact. Just a little fun fact. You know, you know nowadays with the tires, we got soft, medium, and hard. You know, they're, mm -hmm. what is, what the colors? Red, yeah. yellow, white. white. And they've got their little different compounds, C1 through C5, if you're paying close attention during the intros. Just little compounds. But back in, I think they stopped doing this in 2018 because it got out of hand. There were, I think, seven different tire compounds that they could bring to a race. There was... I feel like I may have, I feel like I do know this. There is Hypersoft. Oh, Those yeah, were yeah. pink. <laughs> Ultra soft, which were purple. I liked those ones. Purple, purple's my favorite. Super color. soft, which was red. Super soft. Soft, which was yellow. Oh, Medium, God. which was white. Oh. Hard, which was orange. Oh. And then this was the hilarious. You kids are gonna find this so hilarious. There was super hard, <laughs> which were like teal, like light blue. Whoa. And so they went ultra or hyper soft to super hard, which I don't know if Zach watches this still, but I know Zach, you'll get a chuckle out of that. You'll chuckle because, at that one. <laughs> because yeah. But anyway, done with that now. <laughs> Thank you for the fun fact. This Noel. podcast is about the United States Grand Prix. USA. USA. Eagle crying in the background. Gun fires. And so Paul's going to edit, you know, just you go like, ah! I'll edit this really dramatic, like <laughs> video I've seen of <laughs> the, the <laughs> national anthem. <Yeah. laughs> just fucking uh, everybody salute. But uh, before we get into the race, as per usual, we're going to talk about this silly season. <laughs> not as, not as much news this week. Although there is one pretty big story yes. about the USA, 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 USA. So what are you doing, Kat? Logan Sargent. Who is that, Noel? Is currently a driver in Formula 2. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> next year, Williams have announced that next year he will drive for them in Formula 1 as long as he gets enough super license. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Yay! Wait, does that mean Williams is more of a US team than Haas is now? I think Williams is actually owned by like an investment group in in the US. Like what? that's that's who owns them. So technically I mean it's still based in yeah. the the Holy Land. 
Okay. So so just like just like with this Colton Herta stuff that we talked about here, it all depends on super license points. You already know about it. If you don't, figure it out which episode <laughs> it is. I don't remember which one it is. Just, just it's a lot of them, I think. Just, it's just many episodes. Look it up what a super license point is because we we're not going to go over it again. But unlike Colton Herta, there, there is a clear way that Logan Sargent can get the super license points. He just has to finish in the top six, I think, Okay. Okay. of the Formula 2 championship how's how's how has he and been I'm looking so far? it up right now i don't know what this is <laughs> that it's just appeared on my screen but um so Something. right now i think there's just one yeah there's just abu dhabi left oh. for formula two and logan Sargent is third in points okay. so he can fall out of the top six. Oh, um he's got 135 and sixth has 126 so it's possible He's got to really fuck up. But hopefully, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't actually know anything about Logan Sargent at all. Um, we, we'll have to we'll have to find out because if he gets it, then he's, he's, if, yeah, he's, got, a, he's he, got a seat next yeah, year. Then like then that's that's our guy um, through, thick and thin. <laughs> through thick and thin. Um, Him but, and Alex Albon, buddies. But uh, I I mean, like personally, I, I'd rather have Colton Herta in that, but, but whatever. We all know Noel's opinion on uh, F2 drivers, so. Yeah, I mean, it just, it, you know, you know, it just, Logan Sargent. <laughs> Pop off. <laughs> two, two wins in F2. Yeah. Colton Herta, like seven wins in IndyCar, but he doesn't, whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever. whatever. I've already whatever. been down that road. I We've cry already... about it every night, <laughs> but no matter how many times I write them, the FIA never responds to my letters nope. about Colton Herta. I in even IndyCar, try to put yeah. super license points in the letter oh. and they're like, you don't have any don't have driving any. driving on the highway to go film your podcast does not count. Does not count. <laughs> oh my god. But if they saw how I did it, they'd change their mind. They would. You I found a shortcut today. So Ooh. so and, and they baller. would give me a super license they point. They would for that give you a super they, license yeah, point. But they don't respond to my letters. It's like a Mario Kart shortcut. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how many super license points do you get for winning a Mario Kart championship? I would definitely have an F1 seat by I would now. Have so many <laughs> F1 seats by now. All right. So that's Logan Sargent. Well, that <laughs> yes. was kind of Logan Sargent and then just a bunch of bullshit for <laughs> There for isn't an hour. much about it right now because right now it's all it's all Johnny Depp hearsay. It's all it's I mean it's not hearsay, but it's all basically Williams being like, look. We have a seat. This bitch just cannot fuck up, okay? If he fucks up and he doesn't get enough super license points, then we will reconvene on this conversation. But right now, this is our option and we're going to stick with it. We're not going back to Latifi. That's basically what they're saying. Speaking of Nicholas Latifi. Go Tifi. There's rumors Uh-oh. that he's signing with an IndyCar team. Oh. So. That'll be fun. I. It's Yay. just a rumor, and but. Maybe, maybe there is a seat open at the team. He's I feel like he needs to take a break and then come back. <laughs> I think, I don't know. He's kind of like got a pretty okay attitude for being not, not the best F1 driver. Well, he's got two points now, so. That's fair. And also speaking of IndyCar, Valtteri Bottas said, Valtteri Bottas said when his time in F1 is up, he would like to go to IndyCar because he thinks their tracks are cool. I could definitely see Valtteri Bottas at IndyCar. And Daniel Ricciardo said about IndyCar that ovals scare the shit out of him. <laughs> I could definitely see Valtteri Bottas going to IndyCar because it's it's such like a uniform track and he's Finnish. And I feel like he would just be like, duh, I really like this. This is fun. When I keep telling you, Daniel Ricciardo, rally car. 
I could see him fuck up some rally car. That'd be so fun. I, j- I mean, Daniel I just could Ricardo, see him getting out of one and smiling. I just don't even. <laughs> Daniel Ricardo and Max Verstappen rally car. That I'm be- surprised. Like Red Bull back in the day, like I feel like they would have done a demo sort of like they that, can't, like they a can't. demonstration. Like I know they wouldn't have actually sent them out yeah. in a rally, but they could have <laughs> like, well, I think Valtteri Bottas did a rally, but they could have like put him in a car yeah. and just be like, Drive around the empty Kmart parking lot. Well, they kind of do still. Like, they, they made them in Japan. Like, they did Alpha Tower versus Red Bull, and they drove around in, like, little tiny Hondas, and they, like, did, like, these challenges around Japan, and then they had to, like, win. So they also did it in Austria, too. Like, they did them in, like, they did, like, this, like, challenge. But there was, like, a, the video of them in the plane, and, like, y- Yuki Sonoda, like, freaking out. Like, yeah. I think it was Pierre Gasly was, like, nothing bad could happen. Max is here. <laughs> like, we're fine. <laughs> It's like as long as Max is here, we're okay. So I think so, that's why they can't do like an actual rally car with Max and, because uh, <laughs> too many liabilities. They could have done it in 2018 when Daniel Ricciardo was there. Yeah. Max wasn't a, a wasn't winning yet. Yeah. All right. So now I'm going to turn the tables over to Delaney. <clears throat> She's going to steer the ship that is this <laughs> podcast for the next. I don't know how long this will go on, <laughs> but she is queued up for Delaney's <laughs> drama corner, which okay. has, I feel like was a thing. I just don't remember what we would have talked about. It would have been a long time ago. So I think it was yeah. like, uh, like very early episodes. There kind of was a little bit of a drama corner, but not like a big one. This is like a big one. So, all right, take it away. Thank you. No, um, at the studio. So, um, all right. I'm stepping on my soapbox a little bit here because if you could not tell by my voice, I do identify as a female. <laughs> I am a female in F1 and I am a somewhat newer F1 fan, which of course comes with its qualms and struggles of, you know, navigating this, you know, crazy sport. But my thing I want to talk about, which everyone is kind of talking about on TikTok right now, if you're on F1 TikTok like I am, which is the pit stop podcast which people are calling the pit stop boys which when i was explaining it to Noel, he was like wait the people that saying max max super max and i was like wait so not those pit stop boys but the pit stop boys are a podcast based out of the uk i really don't feel like looking up their names right now but if you know you know you figure it out i feel like i've never even heard about it so yeah but I'm sure <laughs> i guess we had watched something from them before I should, but we i watched don't. like a short video i think it was the video when i was showing you that one from that girl that was like explaining what f1 was and i was like this is a cool video like you should watch this and then i was like oh, i remember that. that video yeah but anyway anyways so <laughs> just these, shows you their credibility i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know they're, they're kind of big in the uk they have like quite a few followers on spotify i don't know whatever so they just last week they they had some videos resurfacing from some of their older episodes that showed that they may not know enough about F1 as people think they do. Um, one thing being that they discussed that um, Nico Rosberg won the 2013 World Drivers Championship, um, which I know that Noel knows that I know that you guys know that we know that Noel knows that you guys know that I know. Nico Rosberg won the 2016 World Championship. So that's one thing. The other thing is the most recent thing that people are kind of like, mm, kind of scratching their heads about is that they didn't know that Sebastian Vettel was a four-time world champion. Let that sink in for that's, a second. That's this, the this, one that I like. <laughs> like what? Or that they didn't even know he was a one-time or whatever. Like, like, I don't remember like. There was some, I saw a few videos that were saying that like, oh no, they knew that he was, that he, that he was a one-time world champion, but like, 
whatever and like i get it like if you had if you had just started watching f1 this year yes they're not talking about sebastian vettel's world championships a lot because they're talking about his retirement right now so they're talking about like oh like you know sebastian vettel's leaving these are his last couple races like but i feel like they're gonna do a whole tribute where they're gonna be like four-time world champion like sebastian vettel like this is all he did like but like the man's dominated. Like, he dominated. Like, in, he didn't just win. Intense. He, he like, dominated. He won a lot. He won a lot. Especially 2013. He won, like, nine races in a row. So, especially. He was the Max Verstappen of the early think, 2010s. I don't like, even know if Nico Rosberg won any races. In, uh, he won a couple. He won a couple. In 2013. <laughs> yeah. So, that's. So, the biggest argument here which is a fraction of a pie of a much larger argument about women in sports. Now you're probably like, why is this like all tying together? The biggest thing that people are saying is that the pit stop boys being gentlemen, men identifying as males didn't get ripped into as hard as if they were females. Now, a lot of people are like, no, that's not the case. Like that, that wouldn't happen. Like, no, no, like we wouldn't do that. But as a woman in sports, in any type of sport, if you're listening to this and you understand what I'm talking about, you understand that no matter what, if you go, oh yeah, I watch football or I watch this or I watch F1, it's immediately brought with, we'll name five players or we'll list off all the tracks of F1 ever. Like it's, you get grilled as a fucking woman, no matter what, no matter what sport you watch, even if you're just casually enjoying it, even if you're just like, yeah, I, I casually just watch that. Like you're not allowed to just genuinely enjoy something. You have to fully dive yourself into the sport, learn everything about it for the one off chance that you're like, yeah, I watch F1. And they're like, well, list everything. And then you do. And then they just keep quizzing until they find something that you fuck up on. And then they go, oh, you're not a real fan. And they like pick you on it. So the biggest argument is that like, these pit stop boys had such a backing and because they're men, they're given paddock passes, they're given interviews with drivers, they're given like all these things and yet they barely know that Sebastian Vettel's a four-time world champion. Like that's the biggest argument. And like a lot of people are like, I think Will Bruxen literally sent a tweet. He was like, why are we gatekeeping on something like the gate is wide open at? And it's like, that's, we're not gatekeeping. The fact is that like, where is this support for young women influencers in F1 or young women podcasters in F1 or whatever, like just regardless of anything, just women in F1. Where's the energy for this when it comes to that? Cause the piss up boys are pretty new to the scene. I'm getting heated cause I'm like mad. <laughs> like this is like something that like, I've, I've held it in this whole podcast because I don't want to be like, I'm a woman, <laughs> but it, it is. It, it's something that like, we've all seen it. The W series is literally not even getting sponsorship for next year. Like. It's, it's something that like women in sports, like point blank period, but especially in motorsports are just so underrepresented to the point where like, it's getting frustrating. And that's why women feel that this issue is such a big deal because if it was a woman podcaster, if it was me just going, oh, I didn't know Sebastian Vettel was a four-time world champion. And we had the same audience as the Pit Stop Boys, everybody would fucking rip into me. They'd be like that dumb bitch. Like she doesn't know fucking shit. Like, blah, blah. like they would. And like, even though I'm like, kind of audience, you guys are great. So like, don't rip into me if I fuck up, even though grandma, like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> grandma, she doesn't, it's okay. She doesn't know Sebastian Vettel's. She doesn't even know who that is. Okay. She don't watch F1. Thanks grandma. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, literally like my dad and your grandma just listening. <laughs> um, but anyways, to bring it back full circle, the whole thing is that the argument could be, oh no, I haven't seen that happen before, but have any of you ever seen the opportunities that women in F1 are getting 
in the past to get to that level that the pissed off boys are at. That's basically the argument. There is a lot of, you know, female influencers that are starting to break into F1. Like, um, the ones I left off in my head is like F1 Tony on TikTok is like finally part of the Aston Martin, like marketing team. And like, she's super big on like all that. And then there's a few other women that like are hired by F1 now and they're like doing their marketing for TikTok and they're doing their Instagrams, like all that stuff. But it's like, Eh. Hannah, Hannah Schmidt is like the senior strategist on Red Bull Pit Wall. She's like the reason why Red Bull is like fucking killing it this year because she's like an amazing strategist. So, well, more representation in women in sports, less people arguing that like, no, this isn't a thing because it is a thing. So if, if somebody is going to argue like, no, this is not a thing, they either one, never have seen it because it's never been represented properly or two, they're not a woman and they don't experience it. So- that's all. That's my soapbox. That's the drama. I don't really know much about it other than that, but I just saw it and I was like, damn right. That makes me mad. So this is like, this is a safe podcast space where we're, you know, I'm a woman, Noel's a man where we coexist. Noel has never been like name seven drivers from 1945 <laughs> to me. So. so Delaney who won every race in the first <laughs> formula one world champion. Literally. So that's it's, it's, you know, we're not gatekeeping. We're not, we get keep a little bit when it comes to some things, but like. I'd say this, guys and gals, guys and if gals. you're going to gatekeep, I think you totally. <laughs> I think. Gatekeeping any, is good. I think any, well, Phillip's the one who says gatekeeping is good. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you got to be fair. Yeah. Gatekeep to everybody. I, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't give a fuck what you got down there or what, how if you sit to go to the bathroom or you don't <laughs> right i don't care if you don't know that sebastian vettel is a four-time world champion but you like watch f1 yeah kind of stupid like i don't kinda, i don't care i don't care who, i don't care exactly so that that's my argument that's my drama corner for this week um that that basically is really it it's just people were just mad because they were like why is everyone like these are the thing the biggest thing that you need to understand these are old videos. These are not like, oh, they just said this yesterday. Like they said this over a year ago and people are just not being like, wait oh, a so minute. Maybe they know now. <laughs> they probably know now, but like still they've had a, they've had a following. They've had a platform. They've had a backing for a while. And now they're just getting like passes and doing this and doing that. But it's like, okay, where's all this for the women that actually know a shit ton about the sport and they're doing a lot for the sport. Um, Cause I'm getting so heated. I'm just so mad, <laughs> but it's like the women that are doing all these things for the sport that are, you know, super excited about the sport that just want to like endorse it and spread it and just, you know, enjoy it. They're not getting these safe opportunities. So I'm stepping down from my soapbox now. It's true. I, all I can really say is it's true. I, I mean, like, Thank you, no. I think there's, Ally. there's what there's, I think there's one woman in NASCAR, like the top oh, yeah. three series of NASCARs of NASCAR. That was your, that was your Michigan accent. <laughs> NASCARs. <laughs> Haley Deegan is the only female driver, I think. And she's only, she's one done one race in like the F2 of NASCAR. So, yeah. and I think they say it too. Like Haley Deegan has said, like most of the sponsors I get want me to make Instagram videos for for them they yeah. don't want to stick a logo on my car so yeah. it's kind of hard to like and natalie decker is another one i mean she she kind of sucks like a, <laughs> like she's like kind of really bad and that's the but thing like, too. be fair about that stuff <laughs> like if a, if a female driver is not good it's just this like internal sorry i'm hopping back on my, sex, <laughs> my soapbox i interrupt you but this is internal sexism of just like women are bad drivers like that is just the internal sexism and that's why you don't see a lot of representation in motorsports because 
motorsports, it's about cars. It's about a thing with a motor. So everybody thinks, oh, you're a woman, you're a bad driver. You don't understand anything about cars. Like you're awful, blah, blah. So that's why I get excited when I'm always like, oh my God, yeah, there's a female in the pit wall. Or, oh yeah, there's a female pit crew. Like, that's great. Like, please let's see more of this. Cause like all the women in F1 basically are in marketing or in media, which is not a bad thing. I'm not bashing that at all. Just saying there's to be more representation across the board. So continue NASCAR. Is there uh, any IndyCar? I don't think so. There's, I think every once in a while you get one to run. There is, there is, there's Peretta Autosport, which is it's a cool name. They ran the Indy 500 last 2021, I think. And they ran a couple races this year. It's it's a like a primarily woman operated team. Like most of their pit people yeah. are women. Um, I think the strategists are probably um, and the driver is Simona De Silvestro. I think um, yeah. I don't know. They only ran a couple races this year. I don't remember really anything. I don't remember how they did. Um, I think they had a mechanical failure in the Indy 500 last year, but it exists. It's like, it was only one race last year and it's like five, it was five this year. And I'm assuming they're going to do more, um, this year, but it's kind of strange because I feel like, uh, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I, I just, that seems like something that a lot more people should hop on and like sponsor that. I don't know why they, they can't afford a full season. Basically they can't fund a full season. Yeah. But well, to, to, to show, to show you, cause some people may argue, well, maybe there just isn't a lot of like female F1 fans. I'm, I'm wearing one right (laughs) now. Just, just to show you, I'm wearing a Daniel Ricardo merch because I'm a converted Daniel Ricardo fan of this year. So, (laughs) um, and when I hopped onto that website, I it literally dropped at 11 a.m. I hopped on there at like one or two o'clock. The first thing that was sold out within five minutes, the woman's crop top shirt. If that doesn't show you how strong the woman presence is in F1, like there it is. Like it's just like, yes, it's a specific driver. And yes, everyone loves Daniel Ricardo because he's fucking Daniel Ricardo. And like, I'm sure women are like, oh my God, he's so cute. But like still, like it shows that it's still like a big representation of the sport. So yeah. More women in F1, bring the W Series back, give it more sponsorship. I feel like the W Series should be a Formula Two team. Like yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that's the biggest hurdle is that you got the W Series, but you don't have anyone. That's then that's no the, one then no one hires them to F two. Like if you yeah. at least them get them into F two, and then that is that, the, that is that's the secondary the, argument. That's probably the one thing I would yes. I would change yes. But I that don't is know. also my. That's like my. So we just like we just very barely tap the tip of the iceberg. If you go just underneath the water, my secondary argument is to not only represent more representation of women, but also get women to the table, which is basically don't make a W series, bring women to F2, like bring them to the thing that they actually want. Don't just be like, Oh, here's your own little series, which I love the W series. I think it's great. It's a perfect idea Let's get them like into it and everything. Like they love it. They still want to do it. Like, but it's the, there's another thought of just like, why are you giving them their own separate space? Why not just bring them to what they actually want to do, which is in the formula series. That's what I always thought so, about it. Yeah. Cause then before, cause when they first started, I'm like, oh, okay, so it's like women's basketball, like its own separate thing. Right. Like it just, I don't know. I, I, I like, I was talking about NASCAR. Like I do think Haley Deegan is like legitimately like good. Um, my always, my always thing with, women in racing is that there's only been like four who make yeah. it up to the big league. You think of how many men come up 
and oh. just suck. They just <laughs> yes. are complete garbage, but it's the norm. Yeah. So if you only have four women, like a world champion only comes every once in a while. Right. So if they got four, like yeah. it's a lot harder to find one that's like, I don't know. It's it's a weird right. thing. But I think Haley Deegan ran her first Xfinity series race and she finished 13th, which is pretty damn good yeah um she hasn't done great in the truck series the nascar truck series but it's a whole it's a it's that's a i think that series is kind of weird so <laughs> i don't really think that counts too much because yeah. she went out and finished pretty good in her first Xfinity race so i don't know maybe she'll make it to cup um but that's exactly. not really pertaining to no, what delaney was is, talking about but it's, that's it's my still motorsports she's won three k&n pro series nascar races Hell which yeah. i don't think any other female has done ever so yes fuck yeah so that's i think i think motorsports i can't really think of another sport where men and women are in the same category like every other sport like you just said with basketball there's men's basketball there's like the nba and the wnba there's you know women's pro soccer and men's pro soccer like there's all these things that like it's 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 in their own categories but motorsports they're not like oh here's nascar but here's w nascar <laughs> like you know what i mean like it's like like f1's kind of doing it with the w series but it's like i think that's more just they're trying to get women into the cars in the W series. Like they're just trying to get them into that type of like the single seater cars because like most women for that type of motorsport really just make it to karting and that's it. They don't go any further than that. Like Susie Wolf, like she made it to be a test driver for Williams and that was as far as she got basically. So it's like, I think I definitely think that there's more opportunity for them to get into those type of cars. I think in the U S it's easier for women to get into like the NASCAR type of cars because there's a lot more, um, things across the country that they can do. There's a lot more tracks. There's a lot more, you know, circuits and things like kind of like how you did when you were a kid, like there's e easier for them to get into those types of cars. But I think the single seater racing like that is harder. Cause it goes from like karting and then to like, yeah, I think I don't, cars. I don't so even like, know with IndyCar. Danica Patrick has won an IndyCar race. Yeah. She like was actually almost won the Indy 500 one year. Yeah. So like that's a that's a story, but everyone lambasted Annika Patrick cuz she went to NASCAR and didn't do good. Right. But like other there are other there are not a lot of male IndyCar drivers who have gone to NASCAR and done well. Exactly. So it's like a pretty universal thing for that. So Yeah. And it's And that and that's and that's the other thing too. It's like everybody knows Danica Patrick and I think people think of women in motorsports as like a quota and it's like, "Oh, we had our one our one IndyCar driver as a woman. We're done." No, like we need more. <laughs> like I want more. Like I would love before I die to see an F a female F1 driver again. I think there will be. I just don't. And you know who is actually like on the forefront of this? Lewis Hamilton. I will say yeah. he has been the one and he, of course, he's the one to be more about diversity and all that stuff. But he honestly has been one that's like, we need more women in motorsports. So we need more women racers. I feel like Sebastian Vettel and did Sebastian like an Vettel. all female karting thing in like Saudi Arabia, like, a, yeah. like something like, like last year. Yeah. Cause he got COVID for this one. <laughs> <laughs> he's like <laughs> COVID. There's our longest running tinfoil hat. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, that's my, that's my soapbox. I'm sure that. <laughs> I could literally do an entire episode about women in motorsports, and I probably we could do a sprint episode about it. I'm kind of surprised I didn't. We probably should honestly. This I, has basically become it. I didn't. I didn't want to. I was gonna do one, but then I didn't want it to be like the token, like I'm the female co-host. So I wanted to like not do that right away. Who's gonna say something, <laughs> Grandma? <You. laughs>
<laughs> Grandma, William. <laughs> I dare uh, you, William. I don't think he watched. I don't think he listened. So you're a string bean, <laughs> snappy like a bean puck, a <laughs> bean beanstalk. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my that's my soapbox. Thank you, Noel, for being an ally. Allies only here. Great chat. Thank you. We're so moving that's, up. We'll yeah, that's the, my, my next. Our next topic is not about this, but that's my drama corner. Back to Noel in the studio. <laughs> so now. The United States Grand Prix. I don't know how long this is going to be. This may, I don't know what is going to happen if because guys, I haven't even started going into the Alpine shit yet. Oh, no, I We're going to talk about the United States Grand Prix, but if you guys want a real authentic reaction to the United States Grand Prix, me and all actually sat and recorded ourselves while watching the Grand Prix and it is up on our YouTube. Um, you can go watch that over. Yeah, the on. link will be in the box, the description, or whatever. In the, the description hell you call it. down I below. It, you know, I, review of the race is what I got in my next notes yeah, here. You it'll know? be brief, but if you want more of an in-depth, we you know we, we we crack some jokes, we talk some analytics, we do a lot of screaming. Maybe in the future we'll do an actual like proper like live, like here's here's our thoughts on the entire race. We'll just mute the race and we'll just talk <laughs> about it. We'll do a live by li we'll do a play by play, two hour long. Maybe we'll do like an actual live stream where we're watching the race. We're commentary. We're commentating. We we got to mute the coverage and we just do it. We just we exactly like, lights out. Lights out and away we go. That'd be a very that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. That's all I'll say is of, of all the things we've done on the podcast. Maybe we could do that, that. Could be one of them. Maybe we could do that as a sprint episode. We could do an old race <laughs> like during the season, during the winter break. <laughs> let's do a let's do something where we. No, oh no, no. <laughs> let's like let's do a bunch of research. Let's compile piles of paperwork. We've got all the data. We know everything about the 1997 season, yeah. and we watch one of the races and be like, "Well, it says here Michael Schumacher <laughs> up to this point yeah. is you know what we'll be doing. We're going to be celebrating our knowledge, which I did not get that on recording, but like celebrating <laughs> our knowledge. All right, review of the race, Delaney. What did you think of the United States Grand Prix? Um, I thought it was really interesting. I I like Coda's track. I think it's fun to watch. Yeah, I like Coda too. I like Coda. Um, for those that don't know, Circuit of the Americas. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It is also the Thank 10 you. year anniversary of the Circuit of the Americas. So, woohoo. Yeah, started in 2012. So, party time um, in Coda. Coda also is an acronym for Child of Deaf Parent. If you do Coda instead of C O T A, because you want to know that. C O D A is child of deaf parent. So sorry, sorry. Child of deaf adult. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna be like, sorry. that's a P. <laughs> okay. So, I thought it was a good race. I liked it. It was fun. We had a dramatic crash. Nobody got hurt, so thankfully that's good. We had drama. We had penalties. We had track limits. We had everything. Everything. We had, we had everything. a battle for the win. We had a battle for the win. Honestly, this race is pretty close to. A Silverstone race for me. I'd say it's definitely top ah, three. Ah, that's a perfect that's a perfect segue, Delaney. Thank you. Because I think of the United States Grand Prix is the my favorite race of the oh! season. Maybe it's just because we watched it together, but I legitimately think that this is also it our had first everything. race we've ever it had watched everything. together. <laughs> yeah, the first race where we actually could watch it. I think I watched a couple races at work. work. Yeah, we watched. <laughs> we it at stood work. next to each other when, but we did we're listening. But to like, it. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I I thought it was really good. It was one of those races where on the way home, or I watched the 30 minute highlights um, that night because my dad turned it on and I was like, you don't need to watch, like dad, 
I am. That's already yeah. been a highlight, Dad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like just, just, just watch thirty minute highlights. It'll flow a little better for you. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this was actually really good. Yeah. And uh, my dad said uh, the most like seven year old like child thing ever. Like, a, oh, no. he's like, since Lewis Hamilton lost this race, does that mean he's never gonna win again? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> He'll win again. He'll win again one day. I don't know, buddy. We'll have to wait and see. Oh my god, that is like a seven. Is he never gonna win again? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Schiller. I'm sorry. I don't mean to like make fun of you. Your son did it first. I'm just bandwagoning. Like set the bar. I think for the season. Maybe it's just because I'm a Mercedes fan now. You're um, a closeted Mercedes fan. I was a closeted Daniel Ricciardo fan. It's okay. We're all coming out this season. So, um, yeah. Oh God. We got to get into the biggest drama that has come from this weekend. And it's not from my drama corner? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. The okay. biggest drama that was caused by something that happened on track. Correct. Better way to word that. So. All right. Do you want to explain the crash first? And yes. Then, okay, okay. So here's what happened. On Go lap ahead. 22. 22. Well. There's 22. a couple of things before on lap on lap one. Yeah. Sergio Perez ran into Valtteri Bottas. He damaged his front wing. Correct. And then it flew S- off. Damage Sergio Perez. Sergio Perez wing. had front wing damage. Correct. The end plate hung on for a little bit. The motherfucking end plate. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that came out way more demonic. <laughs> hung on for a little bit. And then. No meatball flag. <laughs> yeah. No, there was no. As I referred to it in the, there was no meat flag. <laughs> Lap 22. Yeah. Fernando Alonso runs into the back of Lance Stroll. Mm-hmm. Stroll's destroyed. He's out. Fernando Alonso looks to be destroyed, but he's not out. He drives back to the pit lane, fixes it up, comes Somehow. back through. During the safety car, mind During the guys. safety car, yeah. Comes back out. I don't think he pitted again for the rest of the race, so he ended up finishing seventh. But crazy that whole time last. that whole time for most of the time his mirror was f- flipping around oh, on the track on the on the end of the car and then it broke off and delaney even said was that his mirror <laughs> that's also in the video <laughs> like how you like <laughs> no literally said that it took him so long to work like mind you guys we recorded the entire time during the race it was a two-hour recording so Noel had to edit it up to like it's like what a 25 minute episode yeah it's like 22 or something so like Noel, Noel said he was like i listened to it so many times so the <laughs> fact that you have my tone of voice down that means i know that you listen to it is that his beer <laughs> so what happened now now we see your post race right haas haas Gunther Steiner dispute the results of the race because they say, Hey, Sergio Perez had a broken end plate. Yeah. No penalty. Yeah. Fernando Alonso broken mirror. No penalty. penalty. But we three times this season have had that same thing. And you give us a penalty. Pop off. Now, they, they they were reporting this to the race directors during the race. Very fair. They're like, Fernando, they're like, hey, Fernando Alonso's like, got his thing. Like, that's dangerous, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're working. On, we'll, we're, we're, we're looking into it. And the race directors didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. It's important to make this distinction right now that the race directors and the stewards are not the same people. Correct. They're two different groups. I think the way a penalty usually works is the race directors will say... 
hey, investigate this. And they'll send it to the stewards. And yeah. the stewards give the penalties. Yes. Um, the stewards are one that, like, go and, like, look at the rules. Yeah. The race directors are there to make sure the race runs smoothly. So... After the race, Haas bring this to the stewards. And the mm. stewards said, yeah, we think that was wrong. We think Fernando Alonso should have been penalized. And the race directors didn't do anything. So they gave Fernando Alonso a 30-second time penalty, which is equivalent of a 10-second stop-go penalty, which would basically be the time to change. I don't think you can change a mirror, really. But yeah, I don't think you, you could tape it on. Remember when they taped on Yuki Sonoda's yeah. wrestling? So... so they gave him a 30-second time penalty. It drops to 15th. Yikes. Apparently, F1 teams, they're not allowed to, like, appeal time penalties. Okay. They can appeal a disqualification or whatever. Yeah. So, Alpine are now appealing. Apparently, Haas submitted their inquiry 24 minutes after the, sh the door shut. Like, the steward said, at this time, the race results are final and you can't do anything. You can't submit an appeal or whatever. So Haas submitted it 24 minutes late. And because Alp Alpine are now saying, mm -hmm. hey, Haas's inquiry is invalid because it was after the time was closed or whatever. Oh, my God. Now, the thing about it is this is so like uh, they contradict each other. There you go. I think because... The race directors never told Alpine to... Alpine never pitted. According to the stewards, it should be up to the teams. The team should know when they need to pit because their car is dangerous. But you're never going to have that happen. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear the cat in the mic. Sorry. The teams are never going to come in yeah. if you don't tell them. So I think Alpine should not have been penalized because the race directors fucked it up and did not tell them they had to pit. Correct. So I think Alpine should be allowed to be seventh. But I think Haas are completely in the right for doing what they did. Yes. And it's it's annoying that the race directors fucked this up because it kind of makes you almost make it like you're picking sides. Like, oh, I pick Alpine side. I don't. But the thing about it is, it's, I even said it in the recording or in the, in the race recording. I don't think I left it in because it didn't amount to whole much during our recording. Yeah. But Alpine or Alpine, the FIA have basically set a precedent where Haas, their front wing is strong enough to not completely break. The end plate just hangs off. Yeah. They get penalized because it's dangerous. It could fly into the fans. Right. But Sergio Perez, Sergio Perez, yeah. his end plate did fly off. Yeah. And that's not a penalty because it's not dangerous anymore. So you're telling me that if the end plate flies off, flies into the stands and cut someone's head off. <laughs> right. That's not dangerous. <clears throat> exactly. I, I don't I don't know how you write a rule to like prevent that, but like yeah. the FIA messed this shit up. I, I don't to be honest with you, I don't really think it should be a penalty at all. No. That that you have to, that I, the technical flag should exist, but I Correct. think it should exist for like serious like you've got like suspension shit or you're smoking or you're or you got shit flying off but everywhere. A front wing like That exact exactly no. I have been saying <laughs> this is the beginning of the season. Thank you. I feel valid. I feel heard. I feel oh, thank you. I so just feel thank I you. I think I think that there should they should there should be a change for the rule. But yes. because before they penalized Haas, I think I think Sergio Perez should have been penalized yeah. based off the precedent. And I think Fernando Alonso should have been penalized. 
right. they didn't do that. And this is all where it stems back to, because it always comes back to this, the D-Day, as I'll call it. <laughs> the reason, part of the reason that Perez didn't get a penalty, Fernando Alonso didn't get a penalty, is because the race director for this race was not the same race director for the three races that Kevin Magnuson did. And they only did that because of Michael Massey and Abu Dhabi. They only did that. They fucked over so many races. Yep. This Japan, the rain, Monaco, yep. the rain, uh, fucking Singapore, the rain, fucking yep. all this bullshit yep. is because of Michael Massey and all this fucking shit. And now, yep. now the FIA look like, I'm glad Haas did it because the FIA look like a bunch of fucking, fucking idiots. idiots right now <laughs> because of the way that they've, fucked all this up yep so facts i i by the time this episode is out we probably will already know what's going to happen because the hearing the hearing to see if alpine's claim is admissible yeah alpine's claim that haas's claim isn't admissible <laughs> that is tomorrow yeah and so if if alpine's claim is determined to be good then we'll start to see i don't know if fernando alonso is going to be reinstated i don't know what's going to happen but yeah Holy fuck. Yeah. Facts, <laughs> All because bro. they just couldn't wave their stupid meat flag. <laughs> Come on. At Sergio Perez. Yeah. And Fernando Alonso because they just forgot or some shit. And the yep. stewards didn't like that. But apparently the stewards can't call the race directors and be like, hey, you got to do this shit. Like they're. Yeah. Like shouldn't the race know. directors like the race directors are always like it's up to the teams. Like should the race directors be like it's up to us. Like we got to <laughs> do this. I you know what? No. Thank you. Thank you for the drama because that. Yes, that that is so true. I think now, I think now we're gonna see a rule change for next year, and I think we're gonna see varying levels of how damaged your car has to be before you get a penalty before before not doing anything. So I think I think this whole like it's up to the teams things is because of the D Day. It's because of Michael Massey. It's it's not only because of the fucking lapped cars at, at Abu Dhabi. It's also because of. Max Verstappen rear ending fucking Lewis Hamilton at Abu Dhabi. And then the whole spot, he has to give me that spot back. He has to give me that spot back. Oh yeah, if, Saudi, yeah Saudi Arabia. That's the same thing because they always go, they always go, oh, it's up to the teams. <laughs> the teams have to f sort that out. We cannot talk to the teams because the race director didn't get to Red Bull quick enough to tell them, hey, you need to give up that spot, blah, blah, whatever. So I think, I think we're definitely gonna see a real change of that. But I also think I, I agree that Fernando Alonso got, should have gotten a penalty for that because that's your whole fucking mirror. The mirror, to me, feels a little bit more dangerous than the end plate. I don't know. When I saw Sergio, end plate, Sergio Perez's end plate fly off, it was like, it just like fell to the ground. Your mirror's yeah. like up here. Like, it was wobbling for a bit. And if it goes ching and it just like flies up, that's a hunk of, it's like this big. Your mirror's fucking big. Anyways, so that to me i feel like yes you should have gotten a penalty 30 seconds uh, it's a little it's a little intense it's only 30 seconds because the penalty would have been you have to pit so they basically that's, just did yeah. what he okay. would have had to do had they given that's a fair. penalty but like then i think i think too in my opinion if um in my opinion i think if they would have made a rule change of like oh you need to do this you need to do that instead of giving them a time penalty or giving them like oh you have to go pit i think what they should do is like the next time you're pitting you got to change this you got to fix this instead of like you need to go pit right now and ruin your fucking race because that's what happened Maybe, with haas yeah. that's why haas is mad because they were like our end plate was barely hanging off and you made us like pit when we were doing so well like fuck you like we could have just done this during a, a normal pit change yeah 
Like, I think that that to me is where they're probably mad because Sergio Perez ran the entire race with no end yeah, here's the, That's why it's stupid that it's up to the teams. Stupid. Like, it's like, you saw it. They'll run the whole thing. If it's not affecting them, if it's yeah. not affecting they're the like, speed. They're like, uh-oh, like, this one tire is going to get more tire deck than the other one. Like, by fractions. Like, they're yeah. like, okay, it's not, whatever. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I Yeah, I, I think the main thing is just that it's weird to me that it, as once it's fully broken, it's like not dangerous. Yeah. Like Charles Leclerc getting a penalty in the British Grand Prix when he had a broken front ring was never, was never brought up because it was fully broken. Right. So it, it just, I, I don't think they're, I, I, I think you should just get rid of the penalty or like if it's yeah. like a serious, I, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think they need to, I think they need to classify what isn't actually a serious damage to your car that you need to get the penalty for. I think the end play is not, I think that's Haas's biggest argument too. It's like it's a fucking end plate, bro. Like what, what, what? Yeah. So I think Haas are totally in the right. Yeah. It sucks that Alpine have been Screw brought it. into this by the FIA being idiots. But somebody has to be made an example. An example. An example. I think I think Fernando Alonso should have gotten the penalty, but since they didn't give it, I think he should have got it during the race. Correct. I don't agree with the thirty-second time penalty after, after the, race. the race. I think that should have been, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's a, it's a, it's it's really it's really fucking weird, and it's like I can't wait this for for this to be on Drive to Survive next year. <laughs> We're gonna we hear about one this. one guy with his sheet. So it's like here's the <laughs> one guy. One guy so, brings so out his whiteboard and it's like here's, <laughs> so, here's, here's, so here's what a front wing does. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally, when drivers hit, okay. Now we'll talk about the race itself, but probably not super in depth because we've already gone for. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's almost. It's almost not a clock, y'all. So, Carlos Sainz started on pole position. Everybody's so excited. Um, well, I wasn't, but you guys haven't heard that episode yet. (laughs) No, I wasn't not excited. I thought it was cool if he's gonna be good, but um, and then Carlos Sainz second. Carlos Sainz does not get a good start. Nope. And then he gets hit by George Russell. Yep. And spun out. Yep. Falls to last. And then retires on lap two. Yep. Because so, of a water leak. Because of a water leak, I guess. Did I, I remember didn't know that. We that. talked about that during the live. Did we? I think we did. Or they like barely talked about it. I said, oh, it's because of a water leak. I don't know. Honestly, I it was know. it was it wasn't because like he got hit. There was actual internal damage to the car that he couldn't keep running. Also, if you heard uh Carlos Sainz's like radio after, he's like he's like he's like, what did he say? He said This year I'm What does this year? <laughs> This year. And he sounded so sad. I was like, oh. So, in terms of whose fault I think that is, I think it's mostly George Russell's fault. I agree. Um, It's hard to tell at first. I think Sainz did a weird move where he tried to get on the outside of Max. But had George Russell done the turn right, he wouldn't have hit Carlos Sainz. So, I think it's... (laughs) If George Russell just did it right. (laughs) So, I think Sainz uh, or George Russell did get that penalty it's been kind of a rough week for him because a lot of people kind of hate him now yeah i I, George. (laughs) um but he'll get there he'll he'll redeem he'll redeem us he'll he'll become prime minister he'll be (laughs) um other ferraris Charles leclerc uh he started 12th yeah not a good start he had a grid penalty uh he started 12th quite a few people had grid penalties got held up by the science incident. Yep. But still managed to finish third. It's a good race. 
You know why? Because one of the three constants of this season failed us this this weekend. That Ferrari would fuck up in some way, shape, or form. They did fuck up because Carlos Sainz did have to retire, but you know that that was an external factor that you know if George Russell did not hit it. Who knows how this race would have ended? But Ferrari, quite frankly, executed a, a strategy very well. Whatever strategy E is, they need to keep doing it. Well, it got lucky because of the safety car. So still, they we've <laughs> seen them yeah. fuck up safety cars before. <laughs> like I think I think strategy E, whatever that is, it worked. Might help that they only had one car. I don't know if Ferrari can do two cars. That's really. true. You'd Maybe think they could, but you think they could, but they could not. But yeah. But uh, yeah, Ferrari. He finished third. Great race. Speaking of pit stops, oh other people God. decided to fuck them up really badly. Very badly. This was a key point in the race. It was Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton versus Max Verstappen. It was kind of like brewing. Like Lewis Hamilton was like a second and a half behind Max, but yeah. it like wasn't like it wasn't gonna happen. No, like it, it wasn't do. happening. And then Max Verstappen comes into the pits and just gets fucked like i don't oh, can't even believe my. you they can show that on tv or I so know. the front left tire nut gun guy whatever that's called they're like null said in the in the other recording they're so lucky they won because that guy would have got fired so hard it was an awful pit stop guys i think it was like it was like six seconds it was like it was like 10, I feel like. It, was it, was, it felt like a lot longer when we were watching it. For that it, like, pit stop, it was something where the gun, it wasn't registering that the nut was on fully, so he had to keep like. I think he had to it. go to a backup gun or something. I think they swapped guns yeah. like, right there. What other? What was the other pit stop that was really bad? Sebastian Vettel. Oh, that so, was where the wheel like was half on, and they were yeah. trying to screw it on, and then they had to like, take it off and put it back on. So, yeah, Max Verstappen got, he came out behind Leclerc. He came out in third. And still recovered to win. We had some fun fighting between Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc. So that was fun. Yeah, the battle between Leclerc and Verstappen was pretty good. Mm -hmm. The battle between Hamilton and Verstappen mm -hmm. was not, not as good. good. Mm -hmm. uh, I I wanted Lewis Hamilton to win this race. I wanted I was, Lewis Hamilton to do anything but what he did. <laughs> like he could have at least crashed himself <laughs> out. Like I mean, like he could have at least just been like, "Fuck it." I was kind of hoping he would maybe take the corner a little bit tighter or yeah. like be like whoops and just drive someone off do the what, road do or what like, he did last year which was like you know loved those rear tires and just hit him like i mean i don't whatever yeah i don't know i i i thought it was a pretty it was a pretty interesting battle but i think max's win was inevitable which is kind of still impressive i mean it's yeah. been kind of the status quo of the season really but mm -hmm. Which, they at least made him work for it. Which clenched Red Bull's Constructor Championship, which was no surprise. But first time since 2013. Said Sebastian Vettel <laughs> or Nico Rosberg. <laughs> since Nico Rosberg's maiden championship. <laughs> He's a four-time world champion, guys. Yeah. So Sebastian Vettel, not Nico Rosberg. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then we had Sebastian Vettel's pit stop. Which Sebastian Vettel was doing so good. He was, he was leading, literally running, leading the leading race. leading for a little bit. Um, I think he probably would have finished... At least top five. Maybe he probably would have fifth or sixth. Yeah. If he was there, they probably wouldn't have been able to pit George Russell for the fastest lap. Yeah. So he would have been, yeah, Sebastian Vettel got his pit stop, I think, was worse than Max Verstappen's because yeah, they lowered bad. the car and had to bring it back up. And then, yeah, because they, they, they put the wheel on crooked. It was like, it was at an angle. Like the top of the wheel was on, but not the bottom, so they had to jack the car back up. So um, Sebastian Vettel still finished seventh after Fernando Alonso's penalty. 
which it's good might still stand when I upload this. Maybe I don't know. Um, so yeah, he's still recovered, but man, he was so close. And now Aston Martin is one point behind Alfa Romeo. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, for six in the constructor standings, which I would not have believed I, wait, a little while ago. <laughs> Aston Martin is above Haas? Yes, Aston Martin is seventh. They have 51. Haas is eighth. They have 38. And Williams still has eight. Williams I could still, still win. Eight. I Alpha could still Tauri win this, guys. 36. Aston Martin have been like... If Latifi Loki gifted like these yeah. past few reads six and eight at Singapore, six at Japan, seventh in USA. Um, they've scored points in seven of the last eight races. So yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. So yeah, um, that was a great thing. And then uh, Max Verstappen wins the race. Tim Cook, or as I think I accidentally called him Tim Apple. Someone in my house called him Tim Apple. <laughs> Tim Apple. He's the CEO or whatever of Apple. Of Apple. And he, uh, Gave us the worst checkered flag waving ever. Awful. The man looked like he had two broken wrists and two fractured elbows. He was just like pushing it back and forth. Like, if y'all ever seen a good like NASCAR fucking checkered flag, they they go ham on that shit. They go ham. And if I if I had the opportunity, they're like Delaney. We want you to wave the checkered flag at the United States Grand Prix. You damn well. They would have to hold me into that box. I would be fucking. You can't see me, but I'm flapping like crazy. Like, I would be going insane. But no, Tim Cook, CEO of Apple. Gave the worst flag wave Boo. ever. I like there's one time where David Coulthard, I think Christina Aguilera, was wave, supposed to wave the checkered flag. Oh. Or, or she was standing by, and she's like, he's in the commentary. He's like, there's Christina Aguilera pretended to be an F1 fan for one day or whatever. Like, just roast. <laughs> God like, damn. But um, I think at least some of the commentators were fair and roasting tim cook because they yeah, should because it should. sucked that sucked <laughs> he didn't even smile like he, he, just, he like, wasn't even happy he was just like, like why am i do, why am i here why did my publicist bring me up here like i'm confused what why are all these cameras up here but I, I feel like for the united states grand prix like the grand prix that's literally like the u.s grand prix i feel like we had pretty we're getting bobbed again <laughs> i feel like it was pretty it was low-key kind of tamed for celebrities we only saw brad pitt Shaq. And Tim Cook. <laughs> we didn't watch the grid walks, but there was controversy with the grid walk, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Someone tried yeah. Martin Brundle tried to talk to Brad Pitt or something. I don't know. Martin Brundle did the same thing at Miami. It's kind yeah. of funny. But it's like the gimmicky thing. And then Will Bruxton was like, Yo, we get this list. Yeah. Will Buxton shares this list of he's apparently there's a list of, of celebrities. celebrities and it says on there. That you no, can't the, talk to them, but then says, he shared the list and doesn't he doesn't say, say that. <laughs> like, I'm confused. <laughs> Everyone was like, what? What are you saying? And then even Martin Brundle was like, no, that's wrong. Like, I feel so, like there's low-key drama. In I don't know. I do, think, I do think Will Buxton's gridwalk for F1 TV is, I don't want to say it's better, but it's definitely different. Like, he only talks about the cars and the drivers. Like, he walks from the back of the grid all the way up and just talks about every car and driver. Yeah. Martin Brundles is a little bit Sporadic. going everywhere. And he's, he's like, let's just, go talk to this person. Let's, let's just go see, talk to this. Let's just see who we see. Let's just see who we can and talk to. And he just to. talks to, I mean, I think in Miami, he talked to, like, a random guy. He talked to who he thought was a random guy, but it was, like, some a prince or something. Yeah. And like, there was a basketball player that he thought was a different guy. I don't know. Yeah. I watched it, but it was still, like, so much. It's a lot going on. 
And yeah, that's basically the United States Grand Prix. Yeah, that's, There's, that's I mean, about it. We kind of already talked about it in the video. So yeah, we talked about what happened and we've talked a lot in this episode about. Hey. Next race is the Mexican Grand Prix. This is an F1 podcast. It didn't, it didn't include any of that probably, but um, yeah. We're very excited. Mexican Grand Prix, Sergio Perez. Um, hopefully he'll win. I guess we'll see. Um, I mean, he got fourth in the u.s grand prix fourth. yes he did okay <laughs> thank you i was waiting for you to go yes because <laughs> i was like i don't remember um, um so hopefully he'll win yeah um that's kind of what we want to see now that max verstappen's won the title he doesn't really need to win anymore so hopefully nope. they'll team orders be like max just just chill quit. out max quit just quit just just do a you spin have a broken out. front wing here's the meat flag um <laughs> Um, so that's what's next there will be a sprint episode after the mexican grand prix episode i have no idea when we're going to record that because it's halloween so it's not going to be on the monday but uh and then or on dila de los muertos yeah on that (laughs) (laughs) on that just be Uh, ready guys i have a lot of spanish music that i'm ready to pull out a lot of mexican music i'm just ready to Mariachi bands all throughout the background of that. Throughout the background. It's 930. It's 930. I'm like, um, throughout the background of that episode. Just saying. Yeah. So, and then we'll have a sprint episode that me and Delaney already recorded. Wow. We're we're prepared. And uh, we're going to reveal our favorite F1 drivers. So stay tuned. So that will be interesting. Which speaking of sprints in Brazil, we're going to have our final sprint of the season. Woo. But we get six next year. We get to, <laughs> we get to celebrate six. <laughs> Let's celebrate Abu Dhabi. Let's not. We're not going to be celebrating no. at, at Abu Dhabi. Anyways. The, 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 there will be no five-point fun at Abu Dhabi. No five-point fun at Abu Dhabi because Abu Dhabi is the ugly stepchild <laughs> of the grid. Of the grid. Of the calendar. We don't like it. No, no bueno. No. Just not fun. Nope. 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 Just nope unless Unless... Unless. Like we talked about before, Unless. for one race only, and, um, Michael Massey comes back, they, and then he might give us him, some. They pull him out of the Cairo genics fucking <laughs> And then he'll just say, <laughs> they defrost he, then he'll just say, stop the race. <laughs> Lapped cars, get out of the way. Put these, these cars ones. here, put these cars here. <laughs> Backwards grid, <laughs> reverse grid. And let's celebrate our knowledge. All right. <laughs> I just had to get that in there. That's the end of this episode. Thank you. I feel like uh, I feel like this is probably the latest we've ever recorded. Yeah. I don't think it's the latest I've ever been here, but well, definitely the latest. We but the recorded. latest we were still recorded. So so make sure you like, follow, subscribe, bop it, twist it. Hopefully you like that one, Grandma. Thank um, you, Grandma, for listening. Uh, Grandma Joan is watching this. Grandma Joan, what do you both call them, Grandma? One's not like me. I don't. Or I don't. I don't call any of them just Grandma. Like it's Grandma Joan and Grandma Marianne. Okay, so good. Like good. Grandma you're, Joan you're not is that white. You're that not I, that white family that's like Mima and Kika. No, I, well, I was born in Tennessee, but I don't Fair. live in the South, so I, know. I don't. Do but you that. don't. You know what I mean. You you have I, those I know what it, I know what you mean. Yeah, I yeah. Just, Like this is my this is my beepop. <laughs> <laughs> this is beepop comes up from <laughs> up from the. <laughs> 
from the cornfield. <laughs> I never understood that. Like, why? Like, be like, I'm grandma. And I'm Meemaw. <laughs> like, this episode has been derailed. <laughs> this is not on this occasion. And that, I mean, that was probably the best episode we ever filmed right here. We got oh, yeah. the soapbox came out a lot. Yep. We celebrated like hell. We celebrated some knowledge. And, um, lightning strikes um what what were their names the pit boys or whatever the pit they boys. did not celebrate no it was not a celebration their for knowledge them. they was did not, not celebrate they did not give us a high five on their way out the door all right they did not cut this we're done but you know who did <laughs> women <laughs> Woo. Ow, my ears hurt Mima. the cows also need to be filled go get them i got you you fucking all right all right <laughs>